For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Use the code word REBEL for a discount on pillows, sheets, pet beds, and everything else at MyPillow.com. Woo, Rebels, it's that time. Can you feel it? Are you ready to be a great parent? Do you want to feel like you're back on your honeymoon? Well, we believe in you and God believes in you. Rebels, it's time to join the rebellion. It's time for Rebel Parenting. What's up, Rebel Moms? Hope you're doing great today. We got a Moms on the Mic episode with the budget mom, Kamiko Love, on the podcast today with Kristen and Laura. You are going to love this. Kristen said it's a game changer for budgeting with their family. We are just diving into it here at the Dobson household. Everybody needs help with finances. Everyone needs help with budgets. And Miko helps moms all over with this stuff. You can find her at the budget mom on Instagram. Let's dive into it. Here is Miko, the budget mom, on today's edition of Rebel Parenting. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Moms on the Mic. Hello. Welcome. We are excited today to have Miko on our show today to talk about the budgeting mom and how to budget more. We're saying the B word as uh, (laughs) me and my friends say it. It's almost like a dirty word sometimes. (laughs) Like, oh, I'm on a budget. But I think you guys are going to be excited today to have a new perspective and some new freedom so it won't have to be the B word anymore. So Miko, thanks for being on our show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. So I just want to give a little bit of a background is I found you on Instagram and I have struggled on and off with trying to stay on a budget. And I was just telling Laura that this has totally tickled my nerd fancy. (laughs) She has loved it. I was like, oh, there's highlighters and there's cash envelopes and all the Mm. new things that are coming out. So I have been following you for quite a while, but yesterday... I was like, dang it, I am like for real going all in. She went to town. I did. And we didn't have your planner until yesterday afternoon. So So I did six hours. On her own. (laughs) On my own. own (laughs) Of doing all the budgeting things. Actually, I printed out last week and my daughter helped me cut them all out. And I did all my envelopes. And (laughs) (laughs) so I'm ready for Friday. (laughs) she is excited that makes me so happy seeing that (laughs) i am all in i am all in she's the real deal so Mm. for those that don't know you yet and i'm sure that everybody's gonna go and follow you after this um, yeah and just get that daily inspiration can you just share your story and and what made you go diving into this Mm -hmm. and yeah go ahead i'm kamiko my business is thebudgetmom.com And my story really started back when I graduated college. I'm a lot like other people out there. You know, my first experience with debt was with student loans. Oh, yes. Yes. So Mm. in fact, that was the first debt I ever accumulated past something that I couldn't pay off. Mm. Um, And not only that, but I also had credit card debt. Now, I'm the story where I worked full time during the day and I went to night school. Okay. And so I really don't have any really great excuses on why I couldn't pay my tuition as I went along. But I was one of those students that accepted more financial aid than what I needed to because it was given to me. Yeah. Okay. And I didn't have the information that I needed to make the correct decisions with accepting the financial aid I was given. Hmm. Plus, I think, you know, going out and adulting, right? We become adults. 
And when we're handed so much money like that, it's like, oh, money, I can go shopping at the mall and I can go and get my hair done finally. And I don't have to eat top ramen anymore. Yeah. Um, I think you're so not alone in that. I mean, I think there's thousands and thousands of people that struggle with that exact same scenario you just shared. Mm -hmm. Right. And it comes down to at that moment we are handed financial aid. We forget to look at the big picture. Mm. We're in the now and we don't necessarily think how debt is going to hinder our abilities later on in life mm-hmm. and how it becomes so restrictive on the things that we really want in our future. But after that, you know, I was really fortunate. I got a job in the financial industry in 2011 after I graduated and my financial advisor sat me down. And he said, you need to create a budget. Mm. And that was the first time in my life anyone had ever asked me to do that, even though I just spent five years getting a finance degree. Um, oh. <laughs> Sorry. That feels like something is missing. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. You know, I went through and got my finance degree, but it was really about corporate finance, mm. analytics, and economics. It was more geared toward that route, not so much the everyday. And here is why. Personal finance in the financial industry does not bring in the money that they need to be able to provide it as a source. Mm. So, you know, we're all about investments and making money with investments and retirement and that type of thing. When I started figuring out and, you know, really diving into researching how to create a budget, I failed for many years, probably three years. I mean, it was crazy. I tried every budgeting method out there. And I did it for the pure fact of I was embarrassed that I was working in the financial industry, supposed to be giving other people advice on how to manage their money. And I was literally balled up in the corner at night trying to figure out how to pay my bills mm. and put food on the table for my son. Yeah. And it was really embarrassing for me. And that's what really motivated me to tackle figuring out how to budget. And eventually what had happened is, you know, my beautiful, beautiful boy was mm. born And he was really that life-changing aha moment for me. I know so many moms out there know what I'm talking about when I say this feeling you get when you look at your child for the first time. Mm -hmm. For me, it was something happened to me, and I don't know how to explain it. It was just, one, this overwhelming feeling of love, but also an overwhelming feeling of new responsibility. Yep. It's like snap Mm -hmm. of a finger, I had to grow up and it was no longer just, you know, wanting to manage my finances. I had to. Yes. Um, Mm. And so that's how, you know, I was learning all this crazy cool stuff in the financial industry and I wanted to scream it from the rooftops. It was like, this is what I should have known three years ago when I started. Why is no one talking about this? Why haven't I read this and found this information while I was trying to search and figure out how to budget and manage my money? And so... That's why I started The Budget Mom was to share those aha moments and that information that is truly life-changing and gave me the answers that I was seeking that I felt like no one was really talking about. And that's why The Budget Mom focuses on the emotional Mm -hmm. and psychological triggers behind money management is because Mm -hmm. I felt it wasn't being talked about. Yeah. What are some of the emotional triggers? Just to start there, Mm -hmm. when you said that, I was like, ooh, I know I have some, but I was wondering what you found. Yeah, so many of us, when we think about paying off debt, for instance, what do we think about? We think about making as many debt payments as we possibly can, throwing as much debt as we can to paying it off as quickly and as fast as we can. Mm -hmm. But what we fail to realize is a debt journey is not just about making debt payments. 
It's a self-discovery journey. Mm. There is a reason why you are spending money when deep in your gut, you know you can't afford it. Mm. So for me, it was really stepping back and being honest with myself and finally being able to say out loud, I don't like who I am. Mm -hmm. I'm not comfortable in my own skin. I compare myself to other girls. Yeah. It seems really easy to say and figure that out, but it's hard to admit out loud to the world that I was spending money. Yeah. Can you dive a little bit more into that? Like, what do you mean by that? So me, it was self-confidence issues. Mm -hmm. So I would get down on myself when I saw one of my friends with a brand new purse or another girl's hair that I liked a lot that I knew I couldn't afford. And I'd get down on myself and I would go out to the mall and I'd spend money on clothes or I'd go to the salon, spend money on my hair. Mm -hmm. I call it, I was the broke rich girl. You know, I look like I had a lot of money. I look like I had this fabulous life, but on the inside, I was screaming. Yeah. You know, I was drowning in debt and I was depressed. Mm -hmm. And it took many years, you know, when I go to the mall and I'd end up in a line with a bag of clothes in my hand, I had to step back and say, wait a minute, why am I here? There is reason I am here holding my credit card in my hand when I know what this is going to do. It's going to put me in more debt. I knew all of the bad consequences of my spending, but really came down to those self-confidence issues. I was spending money to compensate for those negative feelings. Mm. And so when you start your financial journey, it's about knowing that you are going to discover and learn things about yourself, the way you feel, the way you think, that it's going to be very hard for you to say out loud or even admit to yourself. Mm. But until you can tackle those deep underlying issues Just throwing money at your debt will never fix the problem, even if you pay it off. That's why so many of us go back into debt. Yes. Mm, The cycle. Yeah. So that self-discovery journey is one. But I also learned that motivation is such a huge part of Mm -hmm. being dedicated on your journey. Mm -hmm. And part of that is knowing that it's okay to do things in your own way. For so long, I felt like I was failing because... What I felt in my heart as a mom Mm -hmm. was going against what all these finance experts were telling me. You know, I was being told, save $1,000 for your emergency fund before paying off debt. You need to be working on this. You need to budget in a monthly format. My mind did not work that way. I was not 100% at peace with my decisions. In my gut and in my heart, I was fighting these internal struggles. Mm. And I think that also has a lot to do, you think about it. Feeling and the actions we take, whether it be with money in our lives, are so closely related. So much yeah. of what we yeah. face, what we're feeling, we need to start thinking about the correlation between what we feel and how we are successful with our money. I think it's really important. So that's what I really talking about those psychological and emotional triggers. Mm. So what have you noticed that are some of the hindrances or the obstacles, feelings that come up that hinder you from attacking the debt? So one of the things is saying to ourselves, it's impossible. Oh, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And we're looking at a three figure debt, hundreds, (laughs) thousands of dollars in student loans. One, it's really hard to look at the overall picture. You know, we throw money at our minimum balances. $40 here, $50 here doesn't seem that bad. What makes us shake in our shoes is when we see the overall debt balance. Mm. And it's a fear. It's this underlying fear that 
keeps us from taking action any further. Yeah, right. It paralyzes you for sure. It yeah. that. And so the one thing that I talk about is really getting over that fear and laying it all out on a piece of paper in front of your face. Mm. And I tell people, don't just write down your minimum payments, write down the overall balance that you owe. Mm. Because that overall shock, right? It's like, oh my gosh, I had no <laughs> idea it was this bad. Yes. You need to get over that and realize it because feeling is going to make you take action. Now, when I saw my overall balance, I was pissed. Yeah. I'm so mad. I felt I was like in a rage. Yeah. Because one, I was mad at myself. Yep. But two, I felt guilty as a mom for taking Mm. away opportunities with my son Mm. because I could not get my spending under control. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so guilt and anger was the first things I felt when I saw that overall debt balance. And that's what I mean, really being caught up in the feeling and the emotion. We have to get over that. Yeah. And so that's a, a really big hurdle. But another big hurdle is finding your reason why. Yep. Before you even start a debt journey, you need to step back and ask yourself, why am I doing this? Yeah. Why do I want to make my financial life better? And I'm telling you right now, saying like, I want to travel more, my family, that's fine. But your why should be something that's so important to you. You should be emotional talking about it. Mm. You know, it should light a fire under you where all of a sudden giving up is no longer an option. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it takes people a long time to figure out that why, that really deep detailed, you know, why are they doing it? Mm -hmm. For me, my why has been my son, but Mm -hmm. it's not just my son. It's the future in life that I want to have and provide for him. Yeah, Yeah. your legacy. Mm. That to me means more than anything in the world. And as you can see, I'm getting emotional about it because (laughs) it's so important to me. And all of a sudden, when you fall off the bandwagon and you find yourself with your credit card in your hand or you find yourself dipping in the savings, all of a sudden you think about what you're giving up. Mm. I'm giving up that future with my son. And so all of a sudden it motivates you and keeps you dedicated to stick to your purpose and stay on this journey that at times feels so long and daunting. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So what was that process like for you then? So you went through a couple different options and then you discovered that you had your own way of doing it. So what did that look like? So for me, it was, you know, like I said, discovering that it's okay to do things in my own way. I finally said, I finally said, (laughs) screw it. If I'm failing at all these methods, I'm also succeeding. Mm. I'm succeeding because I'm finding out things that aren't working. Yes. So what I did was I started, my mindset shifted when I had in my son, it was like, I'm going to stop focusing on the negative and focus on the things that I'm successful at. Mm. So I started picking all these budgeting methods apart. And I started asking those hard questions. Why am I succeeding here? And I'm not in other places. Mm, And I rolled all of those things that I felt were so critical and important to my aha discoveries and the things that I was successful at. And I developed the budget by paycheck method. And each step of this method, each process in the method is there for a very specific reason. Mm -hmm. It ties in our emotions, but it also allows people to customize it because I'm always about 
do whatever you feel in your heart is right for you and your family. Because unless you feel that peace, you'll never feel successful with your money, no matter what advice I'm giving you. It doesn't matter if you do what I tell you to do. If you don't right. feel like it's the right thing, you you'll won't never do feel it. right. Yeah. You'll never feel successful with it and continue to work on it. That's mm. such a good piece of advice. Yeah. Well, I was wondering with like mentoring moms, I'm sure you talk to many moms, what is the biggest hurdle they keep complaining about or saying like, I can't do it. I don't believe it's impossible. Like you can pay off your student debt. You can pay off your house. You can pay off your car. So what are you seeing they're saying? One of the biggest hurdles is I don't make enough income. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That's what I keep hearing. Yeah. So, you know, here's the thing. I started this journey making $24,000 a month working an eight to five job, being a single mom. And I'm telling you, if I can do it, anyone else out there can do it. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I had to realize is one, discovering the dollars I didn't know I had. So, so many times we tell ourselves, I don't make enough income to make an extra debt payment. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, what I can discover is about an extra to two to $500 in people's budgets when they tell me that. And it's all about awareness. Mm. tracking your spending. Where is every dollar going? Because here's the thing, we can't make positive change if we don't know where we need to make change. For sure. If you don't know where your money's going, how are you going to shift it? You know, tracking my spending, my readers call it a slap in the face moment. Yeah. Very true. Oh my gosh. You know, I spent a hundred bucks on coffee last month. Yeah. you know, I spent a hundred bucks like buying my child random toys at the grocery store, mm. like these types of things. But it's also about, you know, so much we think about budgeting and what's the thing, first thing that comes to our minds, we think of bills, yep. mm-hmm. right? We're budgeting our bills. No, it's so much more than that. Mm. It's everything that pops up into our life, appointments, holidays, birthdays, weddings, all of it needs to be included in your budget because so much of the time we think to ourselves, all these unexpected expenses are hitting me in the face and I don't have the money mm. set aside for. I have to rely on credit and on debt to, to have these things in my life. Mm. So one is tracking your spending and it's also knowing that just because you have your bills doesn't mean that you might have to pay your car payment. Yes. Yeah. You may have to pay your insurance. You may have to pay your rent. All the other things that you know we have to pay as an adult. But it doesn't necessarily mean you have to pay what they're asking. Hmm. It's time to negotiate. It's time to sit down and say, you know what? Maybe I can call my car insurance and see if there's anything out there that can lower my premium. Hmm. So for me, what I did, the first thing I did is I wrote down all my bills and I went through one by one and I just started making phone calls and fighting with these people, Hmm. you know, Comcast and you know, my internet, my people. (laughs) And I ended up saving so much money just by doing that one thing. And all of a sudden it was like, wait a minute, here's a little bit extra debt payment or here's a little extra to savings. So Once you start seeing these small steps in progress and saying, you know what? I just did that. I just found those dollars. All of a sudden, that mentality and that mindset of I can't do this all of a sudden becomes really exciting. Mm -hmm. For the first time, it's like, yes, like (laughs) I'm doing this Mm -hmm. and I'm making it work. And I'm excited about the future because I know I can do it. So you really have to discover that shift. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I think, like you said, getting that slap in the face and really <laughs> discovering where's my money coming. But I love how you're sharing, like, let's look at the attitude of heart behind my spending first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, let's right. let's have a reality check before we move on. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So one of my favorite things that you talk about is the cash envelope system. And you have by far the cutest, cutest <laughs> envelopes all ever. Of it. It's so cute. Mm. So if you can talk on that, because I think that's a huge game shifter. And I know for me in the past, I've tried to be like, okay, well, I'm just using my debit card. And that's basically the same thing. But then you lose your way along the way of yes. like, wait, did I purchase that on Amazon? I need to go to King Supers. And then yep. I need it like, but did I already use that? I don't know if I have. Right. <laughs> so go ahead. Yeah. So the cash envelopes was one of those aha moments for me. I need to admit I'm a spender at heart, but past that, I'm a brand junkie. Mm. Um, so I gravitate towards really expensive brands and I used to do it without even realizing I was doing it. So even going to the grocery store, I would gravitate towards the name brand rather than searching for like generic or store brands, which made a huge difference in my food budget. But for me, the cash envelopes is all about making your budget tangible. Okay. For me, I found out on my self-discovery journey what type of learner I am. I am a visual learner, Mm. meaning that the cash in my hands telling me exactly how much I had left to spend in each category started making me question my spending decision. Mm. So when I went to the grocery store and I had $40 left in my food envelope, all of a sudden that 12-pack of can of Pepsi (laughs) really became... I mean, before I just throw it in my card, my cart, swipe my card, be on my way. But all of a sudden you start questioning all these small spending choices that really make up to big differences in what we're doing with our finances. Mm. It's making it real for me. It's what made my spending real for me. Mm -hmm. And as a spender at heart, having those hard limitations in my categories, in my hands, really made all the difference. But I think too that you swipe a debit card what I realized is it's really hard to picture the overall consequence of our spending and the big picture. Oh, I so agree. Uh Yes. When I started spending cash, all of a sudden I started asking myself, if I spend this right now, what am I giving up in the future? Mm, That's good. So everything that we do, everything, that we do with our money is a trade-off yes we are trading off something to spend now and we're giving up something later yeah and it's crazy it took me so long to really look at it like that and so I find myself saving more than I ever did before using cash than I do my debit card now I've been an all-cash spender for the last five years oh really Yes, I hardly ever swipe my debit card. In fact, I could probably toss it out the window if it wasn't for having to do some online shopping with my son's school or on Amazon or things like that because we really do live in a digital world. But, you know, it's funny, even as my income has drastically changed as my business has grown throughout the years, I still budget and manage my money the exact same when I was making $24,000 a year. (laughs) You know, I'm still using the same budget categories and the same budget envelopes and I'm still like pulling out cash as I'm sitting in the grocery line you know yeah so it's really about me it's about sticking to what works and and the cash envelopes works for me hmm that's so cool 
I love that because you said that you're a visual learner and I resonate with that. Mm-hmm. Of like, this is going away. Yeah. <laughs> Means that it's not going to be there <laughs> if yeah. I give it to the clerk. Yeah. yeah. So. so what would you say to the woman? Like I've dabbled a little bit with the cash and I had found great success when I was doing it. And then I got off track and just went on my own way. But what would you say to the mom who's listening, or even if there's a dad out there listening to moms on the mic, what would you say to them if they're mounds of debt? Where do we start? Where do we even begin? I mean, I know we talked about going to the attitudes, but what are some tangible steps? Like, I want to get started. So step number one is tracking your spending. Yeah, the slap in the face. I don't, in fact, I tell my readers, I don't even want them to write a single number down on a budget until they know where their spending is going. Because one, you can't create a realistic budget without tracking your spending. You can't, you just cannot. Think about the questions we get. We get what budget category should we use in our budget? How much should I assign for each category? What variable spending is going on? Mm. I even get questions like, I don't even really know the bills that I pay month to month. (laughs) Your spending is going to answer all of those questions for you. It's going to do the work for you. But not only that, a budget should not be created based on what you want to spend. Mm. A budget (laughs) is created, you know, a budget is created on what you're realistically spending. Mm. And that is why so many budgets fail. Mm. It happened. I see it all the time. I see it hundreds of times, all all the time. And it's one of those things where it's almost like, you know, we want to spend $300 a month on our food budget. But if we're realistically spending $700, we're setting ourselves up to fail. Yes. Getting that big picture. Step number three is figuring out your why. Why? Are you wanting to tackle the debt? How do you want to pay off your debt? Some of us just want to get started so fast. You start throwing all this extra income at all these different debts. You need to do it in a step-by-step process in organized fashion. Work focus on one thing at a time because what happens is when you don't have a priority, you don't have a number one goal with your debt. Mm. Meaning, are you paying off debt with the highest interest rate first? Are you paying off the debt with the smallest balances first? And that comes down to emotional feeling. Mm. What's going to keep you motivated? Are you motivated because you're up at night knowing how much you're going to interest payments? Are you going to be motivated by seeing quick progress early on in your journey, which is paying less balances first? Mm. Figuring out that plan of action, that plan of attack. This is the first debt I'm going to kick its butt. I'm going to pay the minimum payments on the other debts while I just focus my heart on this one. Get it out of the way. One by one, you start eliminating. And that's how you start the debt payoff plan progress. Mm, Love it. Love it. Well, I just wanted to hit on real quick before we end the show. You have two brand new products to help people with this process. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about that for just a second. Oh, you got the cute, yeah, you got the cute little yeah, uh, bookmark. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Love that. So Love cool. it. Thank you. I really am nerding out. I'm like so excited. Yes. <laughs> and this one's just gorgeous. It is beautiful. So tell us the difference between the two. Yeah. 
So my LiveRich planner is my first ever life planner. Okay. It's the first year that we ever released a life planner. It is for the busy lives of, of moms and of business owners who really want to be creative in the planning their lives and planning their days. It has anything it is to block scheduling, to meal planning, to chores, to housework. It's all in the life planner. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, my budget by paycheck workbook is completely dedicated for my budget by paycheck method. It is worksheets that work you through every step in my budgeting process mm. using worksheets that fill out. Okay, perfect. Got it. Oh well, my gosh. Thank you so, so much. We yeah. are really blessed by all that you shared and all that you're doing. And I think our listeners are going to be really challenged and encouraged that they can have that freedom you're talking about. Yes, I love that. Yes. And where can um, we find you every day? Yes. Um, so I do a video. I've done a video every day for the, almost the last two years on my Instagram. I have not missed spending real budget numbers, my savings journey, all of that's on my Instagram at The Budget Mom. If you're looking for more handheld advice and step-by-step tutorials, you can find that on my YouTube channel by searching The Budget Mom. Okay. And if you are one of those people out there saying, Nico, I don't have enough money to buy your product. That's okay. I have a full resource, free library filled with worksheets. We dedicate a time working on free resources for those people that really want to change their lives but aren't really feeling like they have the budget to do so you do you can find that on the budgetmom.com under the free resource library okay well thank you yeah thank you so much for taking the time to be here with us today we appreciate it yeah thanks for having me perfect oh bye Hi, everybody. We are back live again. Mom's on the mic. Here we are. Yes, we are back because we just couldn't get enough. And (laughs) we just wanted to follow up. We don't know if the last part of the show went well for you all. We were having some technical difficulties here. So we just wanted to share the three things to get started on your budget, like where to begin. Yes. So Kamiko was explaining how to do this well and she ended with these three things so the first one is the slap in the face slap in your face (laughs) know what you're spending and where you're spending right right? so actually tracking it out and how she shows it on her instagram is she will write down literally line by line in a notebook what she's spending and then she highlights categories so like food gas home phone what things of that nature insurance so you know exactly where every single dollar is going right and ryan and i did this a few months ago and it was a little bit of a slap in the face it was awesome because it was a huge motivator to be like oh let's clean up all the apps on the phone that i did not know were going like there was like ten dollars a month going somewhere Uh to some little kitty app a coloring app and it was like no we Uh, are not doing this anymore (laughs) just stop the spending on those things that's a good one that most people forget about you're like oh that was on a monthly yeah subscription or whatever exactly a good one so though cleaning up those things and just taking a look at where you're spending a few dollars here a few dollars here and it was awesome yeah it was great it's a good wake-up call so number two what she said was Getting the overall picture. So basically the writing it all down, looking over it and saying, wow, we're really spending a lot of money here or 
like she had said, I can't remember if it was right before the audio had broken up, but she was talking about spending random toy money or, you know, when you're at the grocery store and you buy Starbucks money and (laughs) that extra thing. Yeah. The extra things you buy. And yeah. So taking a look at the overall picture of where the money is going after you've done your tracking. Yes. Then number three is the game plan. So coming up with a game plan. Yep. What are your priorities? Is it paying off debt? Is it you want to go on vacation? I love that she started with her son was her motivator. Yes. And I think that's a huge one for me is my kids that yep. they can do what they are excited about. Right. And being free to do what they want to do. Right. And she also said, whatever's going to motivate you the most, stick with that. So if it's tackling like a bigger debt, like a school debt, Mm -hmm. something that has a higher interest rate, then go for that and tackle it. Or if it's going at the littler ones, the smaller ones that you know you can just kick to the curb quickly, then do that. But stick with what's going to motivate you the most when you're going to tackle the debt that you have. Right. Yeah, And then the very last thing that we talked about, which I was so bummed that we couldn't hear her talk about it, but she has these two. One is a brand new uh, budget by paycheck workbook that she does all of her worksheets that she has online. And -hmm. you can find all these for free, not the workbook, but online you can find all the sheets that you can print out. But this is a cute new little thing that she has on her shop on thebudgetmom.com. Yeah, because she was saying she had moms that came to her and like, I can't spend any more money. I'm in so much debt. I can't buy your resources. But she says on her website that she has every document there for free that you can just print out. Do it. So as Kristen did it, Kristen spent six hours doing it yesterday. Sure did. Sure did. Thank (laughs) you, moms, for listening. We appreciate you all and have a blessed day as you tackle your budget. Take care. Thank you to the budget mom, Miko, for coming on the podcast today. Thanks for helping all the moms out there with their budgets and their finances. Thank you to the Voice of the Martyrs. Persecution.com is their website for sponsoring this podcast. And thank you, Rebels, for sharing this with your friends and family. God bless. We'll see you soon. Rebel Parenting is produced by Rebel Media House and when you need a little help with your marriage or parenting, and everyone does, you can find it at rebelparenting.org. Sign up for the Rebel Update by texting the word REBEL to 444-999. That's R-E-B-E-L and the number is 444-999. We love it when you share Rebel Parenting with your friends and family, so thank you. God bless. Thanks for spending your time with us. And we'll see you next time for another episode of Rebel Parenting.